0: Broadcasting from Cincinnati, Ohio. And
1: Phoenix, Arizona.
0: You are listening to Work Life 360.
1: This podcast is all about helping one another navigate through the noise and the clutter that's holding us back from our potential to be a healthier, successful community. Whether it's stress, head trash, time management, tips on living a healthier lifestyle, or just navigating lifelong goals, this podcast is everything work life related. I'm Rhonda.
0: And I'm Bruce. We're here to provide you with tips and tricks to help you navigate through the day-to-day mental blocks. Let's get started. Welcome back to episode number 32 of Work Life 360. Today we're going to be talking all about relationships and relationships with others. But first, if you're a first-time listener, welcome. You found us. You did it. Great job. If you've been with us for a long time, thank you from the bottom of our hearts ron and i really appreciate you guys joining us each and every wednesday as we deliver great content actionable items that you can take away and run but first go ahead and smash that like button give us a thumbs up again today is all about relationships with others Rhonda, how are you doing
1: i'm doing great i'm digging what you just said there about smashing the button
0: I don't even know what I said, but I loved it.
1: <laughs> that was good. Um, so I'm sitting up a little straighter now, and excited to join with you and our listeners again and see what shows up. So yes, relationships, yes. relationships, relationships. Love
0: it. Yeah, and and want to give a quick update on my sixty day challenge. It's going well. Things are awesome. Um, again, I don't know if it's placebo effect. Don't know if it's just a, a combination or one things kicking and not the others but again that clarity is is real um not the foggy mindedness more sharp more clear uh there's there's literally a difference in my day and could be the salads not don't want to give it too much credit but it could be the salads or it could simply just be focusing on myself um you know whether it's through the challenge, whether it's through just being intentional with my day, uh, but it's pretty cool. Uh, it's a it's a fun exercise. Um, in fact, myself and the others have decided to continue to do it again. We're gonna start again in October. We're gonna realign what our challenge is and we're going to uh, keep each other accountable for another sixty days. So I don't know if I'm gonna be doing the salads. Mm -hmm. I know I joke about it a lot, but it is, it is a different, uh, it's, that's the toughest thing. Maybe I should do it because it is tough, but nonetheless, we're going to continue.
1: I like the way you mentioned it's a challenge where you're challenging yourself. So it's all about the self really, and Mm -hmm. your relationship, which we're going to talk about with yourself, which is first and foremost, really, really important in life. So we're so good at taking care of our spouse, our partners, our family, our siblings, our friends, our co-workers. And sometimes we put off that relationship with ourselves in terms of practicing self-care and prioritizing our health. So that's really easy to put on the back burner particularly if we're going through some major transitions like what usually happens first we're transitioning into a new relationship whether it's job related or person related and then we change our habits and our lifestyle to make space for this relationship so then we take maybe some shortcuts when it comes to self-care so maybe we're not paying attention to that salad every day or the gratitude Mm -hmm. practice, or exercising and moving our bodies, because those things are really easy for us to mentally check out of, you know, as we're focusing on these new goals and things that are happening within our life. So the fact that you communicated right there, Bruce, your commitment to practicing self-care and then listening to you talk about your experience, and our listeners can hear this in your voice, in your tone, you really come into the day now very intentional And it resonates within your energy. So that positive energy, I don't see it as a placebo. I see it as, wow, you've made a commitment long-term with your relationship with yourself, your health and well-being. And it's resonating in a very beautiful, positive way. So although the salads are still not, (laughs) (laughs) you know, your rainbow during the day, they really are fueling you in a healthy way. So congratulations. They are.
0: They are. And, (laughs) and, you know, when you start your day with a cold shower, you have no... (laughs) You have no other way to adjust than like, oh, this is all about myself, right? Like mm-hmm. cold showers, are – I, I, I love them and I hate them, right? It's tough, but you know, um, all good stuff. And yeah. Your and and Rhonda before. Yes, and I can tell you that it's a lot easier now than it was the first couple weeks to to step in and and embrace it. But um, you know, just like anything. The more and more you do it, the better habit it creates, the easier it becomes. Uh, But Rhonda, I I just remembered that I did have a little side, two sidebars real quick that I wanted to share that are top of mind for me right now. Number one, as everybody's going back to school, here we are, you know, towards the end of September. uh, Kids are going back to school. We did our couple episodes on social media. We got an email from our school at the end of last week, and it had to deal with kids and social media and these challenges. Mm. If you're a parent, please, please, please uh, be aware of um, your, your, your kids' activity. You don't have to be a helicopter parent, but I urge you to understand the platforms that they're using and how they're using them. Uh, we got a very disturbing notification that... There's some challenges out there on on TikTok that are – there are some self-harming challenges going on right now. There's challenges of kids stealing and, and vandalizing school equipment. Uh, in fact, I saw a news article yesterday where $50,000 of school computers were stolen as a result of these challenges. So please, if you're a parent, know where your kids are spending their time and the platforms that they're using and understand them uh, so that you can help monitor – and and they're making good choices. Um,
1: We had that happen here too, Bruce. Uh, It was uh, on the news, I believe it was three nights ago. So they actually had to evacuate a school here um, because of a TikTok challenge. And I'm assuming that they've sent out uh, information to the parents in terms of noting some of these dangerous challenges including vandalism and theft that mm-hmm. are also happening here in Arizona. It's really unfortunate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And 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 trust me, I understand kids will be kids. They got to test boundaries, they got to test limits, they got to experience things, experience life for themselves. We get it. 100%. But just be careful. Um, is the point I want to get across.
1: So I would say to Bruce, this is a wonderful opportunity for our listeners to talk to their kids about their relationship with their phones and social media and how to have a healthy relationship so to speak Mm -hmm. Um, because there are a lot of fun things and artistic creative opportunities for kids to engage in social media in a healthy way so parents beware and take this as a teaching opportunity to foster those healthy relationships because they're going to use them one way or another so it's best to teach them how they can thrive and
0: exactly yeah, and the cool thing about social media is that it's, it, it does help people connect at a different level. But the bad thing about social media is it does allow people to connect at a different level. It's a <laughs> love hate relationship, um, I think. And uh, we, you know, we we dove in pretty deep on a couple episodes about social media. So I don't want to beat the dead horse, but uh, just w- I did want to get that across um, because it was a an alarming email, you know, I've got two kids in school now and it's like, Ooh, that's it, it, hits home a little bit different. So take it for what it will, for what you will. Um, second thing though, is I went to St. Louis last weekend and spent some time with, with, um, some other coaches and, in our team. And we actually had a, uh, specialist come in and talk to our team as, as, as it relates to understanding your EQ and just some, some different exercises it was awesome. Holy cow. Like giving yourself permission to be where you are. Hmm. So you may be in a state right now, and, and this is we, this kind of ties into relationships, but you may be in a state right now of anger. Right? Allow give yourself permission to be angry and then identify what you need to be in that moment. And some of the things that you could need is, you may need a hug, you may need to vent, you may need a number of things in the moment, but then how do you want that person to respond to you? And you know, my daughter, she's she's four years old, she's going through some, some four-year-old uh, personality adjustments. <laughs> Where she's, she's throwing fits, she's throwing things, she's, she's not, she's acting out. Um, so I asked the the lady, I said, hey, you know, when, when this happens, like, how do we react as parents? And she said, the best thing to do is to, to get down to their level, to their eye level and say, I hear you, I understand you, I, I see that you're angry. How can I help you? And, and do it in a calm and loving voice. Don't yell back at them and and you know, they say, I'm gonna throw this, and you say, Well then you're gonna lose that. It that escalates things. Hmm. Bring it down to their level and, and let them know that this is an okay emotion to experience. Um it was it was very powerful, you know, and in smaller setting, you know, eight to ten people, communicate to the group what your emotions are that you're feeling right now. And it's amazing. If, if you're in a safe environment with a group of people that you trust and everybody has a great relationship and you express what your emotions are in the moment, that meeting is going to run 10 times better because people are going to have an understanding of where people are in their day.
1: kind of ties in with our topic for sure because when we're talking about healthy relationships – whether it's at work or with our families. It's really built upon the pillars of open communication in a trusting environment where we can talk with one another and express ourselves in a way that we're not feeling judged or blamed or less valued. So I like how she had communicated to you the importance of getting down to your child's level, like even when you hear that as leaders, like one of the best ways to communicate with your team is to all sit around the table in the same space so that there there's that eye connection. So there's no feelings of somebody's more superior than the other person. And by allowing people to open up maybe a meeting in a way where they're expressing how they're feeling, because most of us will remember things based upon our feelings maybe not so much what somebody actually says to us and their words per se but how another person makes us feel and how they allow us to show up in a way where we feel dignity as a person and respected and not intimidated or judged is really important so Say we're in a meeting and we're annoyed because maybe of an email or something that happened or somebody dropped the ball on something and we're coming in with this attitude. Just putting it out there in the universe and expressing Mm -hmm. it, we all can relate to that. Every single one of us has been annoyed at someone for whatever reason. But when we bottle those feelings down inside and we suppress them or pretend like it's not an issue, it's just going to manifest later it breaks down open lines of trusting communication so I like the way she talked about that and it's validated you know validate why you feel that way and then make efforts to uh, rectify whatever the situation was if need be Mm -hmm. mm-hmm yeah and
0: part of that exercise is you don't need to go into detail as to why you're annoyed or angry or happy or sad or whatever you just express those are the feelings that you feel right now Um, And I know a lot of guys are listening to this like, oh, that's hokey pokey. That's garbage. Like, I'm not going to get in touch with my feelings. I've been there. I've done it. I bottled it up. And it doesn't serve anybody. Um, One of the cool things about any culture, the ones that thrive, the ones that are the strongest are the ones where people can be vulnerable and open and honest with success, hardship, conflict, all of it. If they can throw it out there and be honest and open about that and have a relationship as a team, those are the healthy, strong organizations. The ones that that crash and burn and fail are ones where everybody is playing pollock. Everybody's talking about somebody. And, you know, when a manager walks up to somebody and they're sitting at their desk, they stand real close to them and they're standing up. So this person has to literally turn around and like look up high and see their manager like looking down on them. That is not a healthy relationship. That is... That, that shows dominance, that shows, uh, just poor leadership. If you have to address somebody while they're sitting down at their desk, like, like kneel down to them. Um, nobody likes to be towered over. Nobody, you know, it, it makes the manager feel good because they're looking down on somebody and they're saying, you know, whatever they're saying to them, but, um, pay attention to at what level you're at with the employee when you're when you're talking to them or a coworker it doesn't have to be an employee a coworker it could mm-hmm. be anybody but pay attention to your to your body posture and where you stand uh, is relation now if you're both standing up and you're just happen to be shorter you know that's mm-hmm. that's mother nature and it's <laughs> that unfortunately we can't control that but
1: um, yeah it just it just goes back to the basic principles of treating one another with integrity and dignity. So when we're talking with one another, whether we're expressing words or feelings, that's how we really can get down to the root of our connectedness. Because really, life is all about relationships, whether it's our relationships with one another, with our food, with our with our environment. Relationships are all about the way we relate to one another to achieve a certain outcome, hopefully a healthy outcome. So when we treat one another with respect and dignity and not from this hierarchy of power, that's where we really promote like healthy conversations and can work through some of the nuances that are going to show up in a healthy way long term. And as you mentioned, Bruce, I think leaders that have been really successful have demonstrated that they establish a protocol where they create a supportive environment for their employees to communicate their needs, their wishes, and maybe allow them some freedom in making some choices throughout the day in a way that they can make decisions where they feel valued and done so in a way where there's some integrity there. I think part of that also comes from just being curious about one another. So if somebody has an idea that they're showcasing and maybe we've been doing things a certain way and we're not really... Ah, so excited about what they're saying just having a natural curiosity about someone else's ideas which come from somewhere else um, Mm -hmm. just helps us grow success both in our personal and professional lives so those relationships early on in childhood matter whether it's just as infants you know before we even know how to communicate our crying and all those little things that we see newborns do it's just a way for them to communicate their needs because they can't talk yet they can't speak or verbalize what they're feeling so they're crying or moving around or having temper tantrums or whatever as children because they don't yet know how to communicate what their needs are so it really comes down to our basic human needs and expressing them in way where we're not being judged or suppressed or made to feel small which we've also talked about before bruce and you know sometimes i think family upbringing and generational ways of communicating haven't always been the healthiest so we tend to communicate verbally even how we've been conditioned and i've talked before about my family being very loud lots of violent communication (laughs) that just you know, everybody loved each other, but that's the only way they knew how to communicate. And that creates so much stress and it manifests in our body. Um, and then it shows up later in our adult life, whether it's at work and how we're communicating with one another or just ourself and not feeling valued or showing ourself some self-compassion, and some self-care. And then obviously that's gonna impact our relationships with how we communicate with other folks.
0: Yeah. And if we if we wanna talk a little transportation, little little sales little uh building relationships mm-hmm. um it's so important you know we were taught at a young age what a best friend is what a friend is what a rela- relationship with family is supposed to be like and you know all these great values but a lot of the same values carry over you know and i'll never forget this in fact it, it's it's kind of amazing that we're talking about this now and uh, i actually reached out to um, a, a customer that I had for for years, um, and and she moved, and we kind of lost contact with one another, um, and not because I'm going into brokers or anything like that. This was a good friend of mine. Uh, I, I talked to her every single day for years, and we had such a deep connection. I knew, I mean, gosh, she told me things that I don't even think she that I don't even think she told her family, um, and it was a relationship that. There was trust there. Um, I never had a a problem or a concern of delivering bad news to this individual because she knew that it was coming from an honest, like there was no agenda behind it. Like, so if my truck was running late, I could say, hey, look, my truck's running running late. Like, we couldn't get this one covered. I, I quoted this one too low. And so that relationship was so strong and it was built upon trust. I'm a firm believer and, and I, this is open for discussion, but I think the word integrity is overplayed in the transportation industry. Everybody wants to say that they have integrity. Everybody wants to say, oh, you know, there's even there's companies that have their core values is integrity. And But then at the working level, there's a lot of things that are the opposite of integrity that go on. Um, especially in this industry where, you know, hey, I told the driver that I would do it at this rate and then, you know, another driver calls in, they do it cheaper and then you book the cheaper truck or you tell the driver that he's got an appointment at this time, but really it's not. And there's a lot of mishandled situations that do not pledge integrity in this industry. And so if you're going to have integrity and you tell your boss, you tell your yourself that you are going to prospect for two hours, but then all these other things come up throughout the day, are you still going to prospect. Chances are you're not because you're going to do the other things. Time comes and you're like, yeah, well, you know what? That kind of sucks. I don't want to do that anymore. Somebody with integrity is still going to do that thing. If you tell your driver that you're going to get them offloaded in the next two hours, or you're going to pay them detention, or you're going to do something for that driver. And then you time goes on and you don't do it. That's not integrity. That's the opposite of integrity. Um, but relationships have got to have trust they've got to be built on integrity they've got to be built to last a long time because let's be honest in this in this industry and in this field you you could lose a customer in a day not even a day they can switch companies they can get fired they can you know decide like hey your rates are too high i'm gonna go with somebody else but if you build that relationship it's going to be one that
1: lasts I agree and I think that sometimes people new to their job whatever it is there's that fear factor they're afraid of messing up and maybe get stuck in that behavior of like over promising Mm. because they're feeling a lot of tension a lot of pressure and instead of being open and communicating in a way that's more trusting. Sometimes there's just that fear factor of they're worried about their job performance or what have you and maybe they just their intention is good but they're over committing because there's something else deeper within there. So I think for people if there's a struggle there with integrity is to really dive in a little more so inward. If you're finding that you're over committing and you're not delivering on what you're promising like set aside some time to think do that self-analysis why am i not getting my calls done like what are the issues have i not set boundaries have i not committed to my time schedule mm-hmm. um, am i making excuses or maybe is it that i just don't like what i'm doing <laughs> that self-analysis is really important too
0: yeah so it, so break it down real simple is it a skill or is it a will? Is it a skill in the sense of you don't want to make your dials because maybe you're not good at it. Maybe you need to practice. Maybe you, you just, your approach is off or you, you, you don't know how to answer the objections. Maybe it's a skill thing. It's a will thing. I don't like what I'm doing. Um, it, it's tough. So I don't want to do it. Like your motivation, your will. So, so break it down real simple. Is this a skill or is it a will? And if it's mm. a skill, how do I fix this? And I love this analogy, and I say it all the time. So imagine Tiger Woods just got done playing in a tournament, and he couldn't putt, right? Was missing putts left and right. When he gets back to his home course on Tuesday and he goes to the driving range or he goes to the course, is he going to work on his chip shot and his drive? No, he's going to work on his putting. But as salespeople, we will double down on the activities that we think that we're good at to avoid working on the things that we don't think we're good at. Salespeople double down on the activities that they're good at to avoid doing the things that they're not good at. So again, I know we're talking about relationships, but I wanna throw that out there.
1: Yeah, I think that ties in really well too, Bruce, with curiosity like being curious about why maybe you're not reaching whatever goals that you've set for yourself in your relationships and being flexible about how best to serve or reach your goals, attain them. And that means you have to be realistic. As uh-huh. you mentioned, like, do you really have the skills to complete the job? Or do you have the skills to have a healthy conversation with your spouse or your team about where you need some revisions or where there are some areas where you notice you could use some techniques to help you improve? Yourself and visualize, visualize that happening. Like, visualize yourself just being curious about how best to foster that relationship with your boss, with your coworkers, with other partners in your organization or in your community and with your spouse. And when we open ourselves up to being curious as to maybe why there's a breakdown in communication, whatever that is, then that allows us to open our minds up to explore different ways to go about our day to day and be successful and foster those relationships that are going to flourish.
0: Yeah, and and another area when it comes to relationships is setting proper expectations with new employees, with new managers, with coworkers, setting expectations with loved ones. I'm going to tell you when I'm running late. I'm going to do this when this happens, like setting those proper expectations so that when something comes up, it's not going to crumble the foundation of that relationship. Um, I, I work with managers all the time and I, I cannot stress the importance of having an onboarding conversation with your new hires around expectations. It goes, it goes both ways, right? They need to know what they can expect from you, what are you gonna bring to the table, and then what you expect them to bring to the table. Once you set those proper expectations, that relationship can then start to form uh, and be a healthy relationship. If you just throw your employees into the wolves and say go at it go here's the phone, go make dials. I expect 100 calls a day you know two customers a month, whatever the breakdown is that's not a that's not a good relationship uh, it's it just it's it sets yourself up for an unhealthy uh, work environment.
1: Yeah, so I can only imagine and envision going into a new profession and not knowing what the expectations are. Again, Uh so this new relationship that I have with a new job and you've never walked in the doors say you're going into a warehouse and you've never had warehouse experience you know and there's supposed to be some training or what have you and you've never been in that space before you don't even know how to relate to the people you're interacting with the equipment that you're going to use you have no idea of what that schedule is going to look like i can't even imagine how overwhelming that is so for managers out there not to provide employees with some type of expectations that creates a whole gray area and just would lead to lots of time lost in terms of productivity. Heard it in different spaces in this industry where, you know, new hires come on board and they hire so many people and there's really not a lot of training. So that just is going to create a lot of conflicts honestly and lead to disagreements, frustration, anger, and eventually unhealthy relationships in the workforce. It's interesting because I hear people say that they provide training for folks, but then I also hear from employees that's not the case, so it's really unfortunate. Obviously, successful businesses are going to have proper protocol in place, but when you see people are leaving certain organizations left and right and they're constantly hiring hiring and they can't keep their job force obviously there's not a healthy relationship in the workspace
0: yeah and and what ends up happening is yes they have training and you know they're gonna give you all this training we're gonna teach you how to do everything they're gonna teach you the systems right they're gonna teach you how to navigate their TMS system how to navigate uh, how to make money all that stuff that, Training is a lot more than just here's how to use your computer. Here's how to use our system, and and honestly, it, it you got to understand from a individual aspect what does it take to become successful because not everybody's the same to grow in this industry.
1: And I think know thyself. Yes. So for those folks entering this space, your actions, your previous actions can potentially be predictors of your future. Mm -hmm. So what do you visualize as a successful job experience for you? What are your core values? What means the most to you and your family? Knowing thyself, what you're good at, Mm -hmm. what you're willing to sacrifice. And for everybody, it's going to be very different doing that internal analysis is really important so we're sometimes we can blame the employer but maybe you know we should put the mirror up and look and do some self-analysis, maybe we're not in a good space for whatever reason, maybe there's a health issue or something happening in our home life too, or just the way we've always approached work as just a job, nine to five, and we really don't care, and it's just more about showing up and checking off the boxes, there are those professions too, and that's okay, but understanding when we enter the workspace, what are the requirements, um, if it's a very high stressful job where you're going to be held accountable for producing, you need to make sure that you're well invested in yourself and your abilities to show up in a way that you're going to contribute. Because sometimes, you know, it's really easy to blame the Mm -hmm. employer. And just want to let our listeners know we have somebody shooting some basketballs on the sports court. (laughs) So I don't know if you hear that in the background, but some self-care happening here at Global Trans.
0: Yes, yes. Well, guys, I, I, I know we unpacked a lot um so much that we can go in in depth on a number one of the little areas that we hit today, but I hope one or two of these things kind of hit you like hmm, yeah i i I needed to hear that i I needed to to understand that a little better, or maybe it's hey, I need to get myself in gear I need mm-hmm. to need to figure out what's what relationships I need to repair, what relationships I need to foster and and, and do some some digging and, and really build up that foundation. Uh, so a good action item leading into our, our next week's episode is is going to be foster some new relationships. Go outside of your comfort zone and really be intentional about fostering them, but then also evaluate some of the relationships you already have. Do you have a strong relationship with your spouse? Do you have a strong relationship with your kids? I know personally, I'm going to throw it out there, Creating a strong personal relationship with my with my daughter is is at the forefront of my mind um you know she's she's very mommy mommy, 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 and it's like what what about daddy? Hey, mm-hmm. I'm over here, you know, so spending quality time with her and and uh so that's something that that I'm gonna be working on and uh being fully transparent and vulnerable here but it's it's super important, so therefore I'm gonna spend time doing it
1: I like the idea that Curtis had mentioned before to us. He had spoke about how he has different creators in his life and how they had shown up. And he referenced going back to a creator that he kind of took for granted and didn't listen to early on. And then, boom, they showed up in his circle again. And just what a wonderful experience that was for him. So maybe folks listening, maybe there's somebody that you've really, they've kind of been in your mind, in your heart, and for whatever reason, you haven't reached out. Maybe there was something there that contributed to some conflict, reach out to them and make amends and just notice what happens in terms of your emotions. And that, that
0: first step could simply just be a text. Hey, good afternoon. You were on the top of my mind. I hope you're doing well. Open up that door.
1: Flourish that relationship. I like it.
0: Awesome, guys. Well, this concludes our episode of Work Life 360. We hope you got some trip, some trip, some tricks and tips along the way. Don't edit that. I want that to stay in there. But I hope you got some good tips and tricks along the way, guys. We really appreciate you. You're awesome. Thanks for joining us and take care.
1: And we appreciate you listening without judgment as we share our perspectives. (laughs) Have a great one, everybody. Take care. That wraps up this episode of Work Life 360.
0: Thanks for joining us. Make sure to check out all of our other episodes for even more great content. Check out the show notes to any links to any articles that we've referenced in today's episode. We appreciate your time and ask you to send any feedback to worklife360podcast at gmail.com. We value your time and we're here for you. Contact me directly if you'd like to learn more about me coming to run a free sales training workshop for your team. Follow me on LinkedIn or check out my website at SWC.com.
1: If you'd like to learn more about me or have a free health consult, check me out on LinkedIn or visit my website at planningtheseedsforhealthyliving.com. Thanks for joining us.